Mike, thanks for joining us uh, here today, this morning. How are we doing? Doing great. How are you? Doing just fine, just fine. Um, so, Mike, Cancer Warrior, ZeroCancer.org. What's your mission? What, uh, what do you want to tell the people here today? Well, I guess, I, you know, the, the main thing is I never saw it coming. You know, you, you hear about prostate health and, you know, I drive a lot for my work and, you know, I have the radio on and there's all these supplements and everything else that uh, they tell you for your prostate health and stuff. And I never gave it a second thought. And I never thought about uh, prostate cancer. And, uh, but I got the phone call uh, one day and uh, sure enough, I had it. And um, I was, one of the things that bothers me uh, the most, especially in prostate cancer month, when there's Instagram posts and whatnot about it being an old man's disease and you know, you're gonna be 65 or so. I was not, um, I was 59, but I know uh, personally a, a fellow that was 33. I know another guy that was in his forties. Yep. So that's one of the things I, I rail against is, is a sense of complacency mm -hmm. in men that, um, that, oh, that I'll worry about that when I get older. Yeah. And, uh, uh, these are, these are stats we try to find on a, like the CDC because we try to put it out on Instagram, any social media we have that it's not just an old man's disease. But when right. we go to like the national statistics, the, the prevalence is negligible for like 20 to 30 year olds, 30 to 40. And then the bars really start kicking up, you know, in the middle to late years of life. But we said it before with our last interview, the, that small percent of men that are 20 to 30 and get it, it's a hundred percent of the time they have prostate cancer. It, it's a, it's a real, it's a real issue that, that just changes their life at that moment. So you're, you're absolutely right. It's not just an old man's disease. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, even, oh, go ahead. go ahead. I said, I think even on one of our scrolls, I might've like fudged the numbers and just said, start getting checked at 35. Um, cause we've, we've had a lot of guys like you on the show that have, have had stories or, or tell us like, Hey, I know people that were in their thirties. I know people that are in their early forties. I'm in my early thirties, so I'm getting close. Um, and so I think I just like might've fudged the numbers a little bit. I've got no problem getting a PSA test when the time comes. I might do it next year just for the hell of it. Like, um, but yeah, we, we, we think that you're, that you're never kind of, maybe not never, but really not too young to really start caring about your prostate. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, another thing is most men think it's just the PSA, to, or the um, digital rectal exam, the, the, the gloved finger. Yeah. And, um, you know, the they, they worry about finger. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's, I mean, it's no big deal. Uh, if we if we're honest about it, but it's the PSA blood test that found mine, both my general practitioner and my urologist. So no, it feels fine, it feels fine, but the PSA was elevated, and yeah. so that led to the biopsy and and uh, eventually discovering that I did have uh, early so, stages of cancer. So we were on a we were checking out your website earlier, and we know you have a. A little more uh, different story as to why you were at the doctors in the first place. Is that something you'd like to talk about? You know, whatever gets a man in the hospital, gets him in the clinic, getting checked up, you know, 
it's all it can be a blessing but uh, we know you had a little joint pain you want to talk about that a little bit oh sure um yeah it's uh, crazy because i hadn't been to a doctor in probably about 15 years um not any macho thing not that i was uh, concerned about you know seeing a doctor or trying to be tough or anything like that but i was never sick um i just about 2003 i had uh, was diagnosed with walking pneumonia because i was pretty sick i went to a doctor got diagnosed got my antibiotics and whatnot and after that uh, i wasn't sick again and uh you know i wasn't living well i was uh, overweight and, and uh you know, not doing healthy things. And uh, like a lot of guys, I just didn't pay attention to my health. I probably put more effort into my woodworking tools and, uh, and you know, car <laughs> as opposed to my own body. But I, I woke up one morning in April, uh, mid-April 2018, and, and I had just horrible pain in my left knee. And um, anyway, to, to try to make a long story short, I, uh, I went to an orthopedist and was diagnosed with pretty bad arthritis. And uh, the only uh, recommendation they had was a injection, three injections of a gel type substance to sort of cushion it that as of that year was no longer covered by my insurance. Yes. So, uh, so I said, well, forget that. Um, and I stayed home for about a week, called my, my boss, said I, I need to take some time. And I, basically lay down the couch and, and ate anti-inflammatories and painkillers and um, researched um, nutrition and came across a diet plan that I thought I could live with and uh, put myself on it and started dropping weight. About seven months later, I was 70 pounds lighter. My knee pain was gone. Um, and it was just after Christmas at that point that uh, I had some days off and I thought, well, you know, I'll go to a doctor, go get uh, blood work and urinalysis and uh, see what's what, you know, make sure all these changes I've, I've done are really uh, paying off. And uh, I tell you, my, my tests, all my tests came back great. Cholesterol, everything. Blood pressure was a little high, but everything else was, was uh, amazing. Except I had this PSA test and I was like a 8.5. So I researched that and found out, well, you shouldn't be over 10. Well, that must be okay then. <laughs> uh, but I, I dug into a little bit more. I made the uh, appointment to go see a urologist, got another test. I was seven something and uh, scheduled biopsy. But if it hadn't been for my knee and for my turning my health life around and trying to uh, pursue a healthier lifestyle, I probably wouldn't have gone to a doctor uh, for any of that blood work or anything else um, for who knows how long. Yeah. So you mentioned, you know, a healthier lifestyle. If you don't mind, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you subscribe to? We, um, Stephen and I try to give people a lot of options on what they can do for their health as far as diet and lifestyle. Usually yeah. it always involves exercise um, yeah. to some degree. I mean, you don't have to be a marathon runner, but just getting up and the body was made for moving. So, um, what kind of, what kind of, I mean, did you find any research on food that you probably should be eating or, uh, give, give some guys at home, maybe some advice on what helped you out, lose the weight and, and help out yeah. with your inflammation? Well, I, um, I came across the ketogenic diet and, uh, it made sense to me, uh, to 
to move your body from burning carbohydrates to burning fat. And, um, and now this is coming from a guy who made bread for years. Uh, my own bread. I made all kinds. Um, so that was, that was a little bit of a, a change. Um, but it made sense and seemed sustainable to me. So the first five months or so, it was just a uh, very low carb, uh, protein and fat diet sort of thing. And so um, the, once I converted to burning uh, fat uh, from my main energy source, um, it just started melting right off. Because of the knee, I was interested in doing something physical, but I wanted to make sure it was low impact. And uh, so I joined the, the Y at about the five-month mark uh, when I felt um, pain-free almost all the time and started swimming. And then uh, eventually after a couple of months, it was, uh, I was walking and lifting weights. And, and now I walk at least three miles a day um, around my neighborhood early in the morning. And, uh, and I've got, since COVID, I've got uh, some stuff to work out with at home. Uh, so I don't have to go to the gym, and um, so yeah, it's it's a it's an everyday thing for me. It's it's funny how you can go from um, you know really sedentary, and then finding that you need to get up and move yeah. and go walk and and do things. So yeah, well, that's that's basically the the journey. You know that that action to get your uh, you know follow up with the PSA testing, the urologist, and you talk about how the diet with your knee and how you carry that over into caring for yourself after, uh, you know, your prostate cancer scare. And I think it, I recall from your site, you had a 10% malignancy in, yeah. your, uh, in your prostate. And now you, you've gone beyond diet and lifestyle to now community awareness. Uh, so the, the zerocancer.org, that's your, that's your webpage. That is a, an organization I found during my searches um, okay. once I was diagnosed. And um, they are, um, they're an advocacy group, first of all, uh, but they also provide um, support services. Uh, for example, with them, I am a uh, mentor. So when a, a man is newly diagnosed, if he's wanting to talk to another man who's been through it, mm -hmm. um, they'll hook me up. And uh, we'll talk by phone or start by email or whatever it happens to be, whatever he's comfortable with. That's an and, awesome uh, yeah. yeah, there's not I, enough of that in the world. No, no, there's not. Because I, um, I was amazed, actually, because uh, once I was diagnosed and before my surgery, I uh, did a lot of searching uh, online for groups. I just felt the need to be around men who had experienced it or were experiencing it or whatever. Uh, but I just felt a need to be around men. Mm -hmm. And um, I couldn't find it. Uh, the hospital is about three miles from my house. I had a group, uh, but they met like every, you know, the third Tuesday of every month at 10 in the morning. Well, hell, I'm working. <laughs> you know, but it's fine for a bunch of old work, old guys who are retired. But uh, you know, where where was the um, working age guy group? Yeah. Um, so I couldn't find anything, and I, I was uh, excited to run across Zero because they do offer so many uh, support type services. 
and fundraising efforts and that sort of thing. And then in February, I was able to go to uh, DC and lobby uh, Congress for continued funding for the prostate cancer research program, that's which awesome. is actually through the Department of Defense, which I think is pretty interesting. Yeah, um, yeah that's cool. But uh, yeah, so we maintain the funding at its, its uh, previous year uh, levels. So uh, yeah, a little bit of an activist now. That's, to raise yeah. awareness. That's awesome, though. It's really we've we've noticed in kind of I think we started this in May of 2020, right? Kind of when yeah. COVID happened, yeah. they sent us home from school, so we school online. And Stephen and I were both like, we got to do something about this. I mean, what we had seen was just kind of alarming, and the lack of support and the lack of. Uh, pretty much just advocacy guys like you just being courageous. I mean, we just met you, you know, on Instagram a couple of days ago and, and you're more than willing to come on here and, and really tell your story. And we're just so happy that guys like you are willing to do that. And, you know, we want to provide that platform. Um, and we've had quite a few other guys like you that have experienced prostate cancer going through it that have reached out to us. And, you know, I think that the more the merrier and, and, the more guys that can tell their story, it's just a beautiful thing. Cause you know, I, I, I say this a lot, but I know women are all about it. I mean, I have friends that are girls that'll just be like, Oh yeah, I got a mammogram or a pap smear today. I got something going on and they just talk about it freely. It's no big deal. And you know, up until we started doing this podcast, I don't think I had ever heard a guy really come out and say, Oh yeah, I went and got a prostate exam the other day or got a PSA test. It just doesn't, it's not there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's, I'm guilty of that too. I mean, I never, like I said, I never gave it a second thought and it was nowhere on my radar. And I think that's true for most men. Um, like, like I always say, you, know, you take better care of your car than you do your, your own body or monitor your body. But, you know, we've got the Susan G. Komen and the pink ribbon and everybody knows that. And, um, and I'm all in favor of, of boobs, you know, they're wonderful things, but you know, when it comes to, um, men's health, we just don't talk about it. Yeah. And, uh, and we got stuff that goes wrong too. Prostate cancer is this, the second leading cause of death. Um, depends on country. Um, you know, but basically around the world, it's the second leading cause of death. And it's the second most common cancer behind skin cancer. And everyone knows about skin cancer. You'll get, you know, this is, this mole's looking a little funny. This little spot on my skin, I better get it checked out. But, everyone's uh, very that, aware of it, yeah. Now, Mike, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you got your own uh, you got your own ribbon going on. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, you want to see? There it yeah, is. See it. Nice. Love it. That's um, awesome. See, I, the when we when we started the podcast, it was always you know we were like. You know, there's a lack of advocacy and then we started getting into the space and we see people like yourself and we see people that we've interviewed uh people on instagram there's not really a lack of advocacy it's that the exposure to it and a lot of young men like we said uh, you know prostate cancer is an old man's disease and we've really started to dial in on prostate cancer you know definitely given you know september prostate cancer awareness but i think just this interview is kind of a, a small representation of what we're trying to do. You have Patrick and I, younger gentlemen in that less represented demographic, and then you, a little less younger, 
you know, in, in, the, in the meat of the demographics. And we're trying to cr uh, connect those two, showing that this is prevalent across all age groups, despite what the numbers say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, why I, um, that's why I got the tattoo. Yeah. Uh, it was a couple months after my surgery. And uh, I was basically um, uh, haunted by the idea. <laughs> kind of plagued by the idea yeah. um, that I wanted to be I wanted to grab hold of it I wanted to say yes this is me this is what I went through and you need to be aware and so um, I, I got the ribbon off the internet and, and I took it to the tattoo parlor and I told the artist at the time I said I want every handshake to be an opportunity and it has been um, I've I, you know interestingly with a lot of women uh who see it and and ask you know what what's that uh what's that ribbon and um but i've had countless conversations now um and and bring up the risk uh the risk to the african-american community which is much higher it's about uh, double the rate uh, veterans have a higher instance of uh, prostate cancer and they don't know it um so um it's there and it's a silent killer. That's what, that's what. Do you mean symptom-wise? Really, symptom-wise, symptom -wise, yeah. Symptom -wise, that's another yeah. thing, you know, you find in, in um, uh, Prostate Cancer Awareness Month here in September and, and people are posting, here are the symptoms of prostate cancer. Well, I, I, I had zero symptoms. I wasn't having urinary problems. I wasn't, uh, uh, didn't have a weak stream. I, you know, didn't have blood. I didn't, you know, nothing. And, and like I said, both my general practitioner and my urologist uh, on the digital rectal exam, you know, didn't feel anything un unusual. Um, but it's the blood test that, that caught it uh, in my case. And so, you know, I, I just, I caution people, don't get complacent that you're not an old man or that you don't have symptoms because it's a silent killer. It can be growing in you uh, with you being completely unaware um, for who knows how long. Yeah. And then uh, I've known, uh, met several men who had no symptoms until they're, they had some bone aches uh, in the pelvis or the rib or whatever. And, um, and that's, you know, it, it metastasized. So the whole time it's growing inside them, they had no symptoms, no way to know, but then it's too late. Then it's, then it's in their bones. And it's serious. Yeah. And then it's real serious. So uh, you might as well get ahead of it. <laughs> My early detection is the key. I'm, uh, you know, a year and a half or whatever on uh, from my surgery. Yeah. I have, uh, you know, undetectable level of P PSA so far. And hopefully it's good. That's good news. And, and, that, and that's, a, that's a whole other thing that you just mentioned there with the pelvic and bone. You know, um, general public, people that, you know, you hear cancer and oh, cancer can spread, but how much does the public actually understand that just because it's prostate cancer doesn't mean it can't turn into bone cancer like just the metastases of it it's not we're just preaching it's not we're just preaching for prostate cancer it's something you can take action with and get out of uh, get out ahead of and you know i know i know your uh, your gleason score was at six i believe yeah. so you're you're right there at that malignancy stage too and just to get there and where, where your prostate is 10% malignant, 
you know, you, you took the right steps, took the action, and now you're, you reap the benefits of now not only being healthier, but spreading that awareness. And that's, that's men's health right there. That is incredible. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Too. Yeah. I, um, you know, you have choices, of course. And, um, you know, so I could have done, uh, I was a candidate for active surveillance. Um, but I really did not enjoy the biopsy. <laughs> so I couldn't I see imagine. doing that again. See why you would. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, not, uh, not fun. Um, you know, and then there's the radiation and, and that sort of thing. And, and uh, from what I could read, um, you're not such a good candidate for surgery after you've gone through the chemo and the radiation and that sort of thing. And so I just told my doctor, I said, no, take the little alien bastard out of me and throw it away. <laughs> so that was, that was my go-to position. And, you know, I have, I've had some regrets. I've thought about it. You know, I could have done some other things, but um, no, I, I'm, I'm glad. As a matter of fact, somebody uh, for September posted uh, on Instagram, men, when was the last time your prostate was checked? And I replied, when they put it in a hazmat bag. <laughs> so, you know, I just assumed, I just assumed get rid of it. So you, were able, you were able to avoid chemo and that, exactly. that whole nightmare. Yeah. yeah, and the recovery was uh, nothing. I mean, it was really, I was up and about, you know, um, the next day and walking like they want you to and and i was off work for six weeks but uh, that's because it's you know abdominal surgery but the, i did the um robotic um surgery so it's very minimally invasive and um and it was a cakewalk it was it was fine uh, so what's the what's the follow-up after that do you get your psa checked annually or do you still have to go back uh, i'm now annual um I think originally it was a four or six weeks or something like that. We had uh, another check, and then it was a few months after that. And now it's uh, it's going to be every every year. Mm -hmm. So we know you have a uh, that's great. You know you're at that every other year. I mean, that's the progress you're making. So for the guys, you know, for the guys and the the women uh, spouses of men that may hear this video, everyone th like you said, everyone thinks prostate exam, and they picture that ominous gloved finger. First-hand experience. How long did your PSA test take to get? Oh God. Um, I mean, the PSA test is a blood test, so as long as it takes to, you know, and they, because I was doing a, you know, bank of, of blood tests, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's probably three or four vials that they that they took. So what's that? Maybe five minutes or something like that. Um, and you know. Uh, I have an app for this, this practice and, and, uh, you know, I got test results in two days or something like that. And so, then, you know, after the, the, even the, um, um, biopsy was two days. I hit that on the 28th of January on the 30th, I got the call. So, um, you know, the turnaround time of these things is, is quick. You can know, um, the, the point is you need to get, the test done and no five minutes that can change your life yeah i mean absolutely yeah. absolutely it did mine yeah. <laughs> that's great yeah that's uh that's just like a uh, it's an exciting story just to hear 
you know, it's not exciting that you had to go through it, but it's exciting just to see your recovery and the steps that you've taken really like diet, lifestyle, going to the doctor, regular checkups, like the whole thing that what men's health should be, you're kind of living it. And I think it's exciting. And it's just, um, you know, I, I think every guy that we interview, they go through it. And I feel like it's, there's a huge dietary and, and lifestyle change afterwards. It's incredible. It's exciting. It's exciting because we talk about the numbers, the second leading cause of cancer death. Men don't know about it. There's no symptoms. What can men do to, you know, get checked? But here you are in our last interview, who was also a prostate cancer survivor. Not only did you get checked in, you know, the, the maybe a, a less traditional way that got you to the doctors in the first place, but not only did you get checked, get diagnosed and overcome it, but now it's like you've dedicated a portion of your life to raising awareness for it. And like we said, that's, that's what the men's health community needs. And we need more of it. We need yeah. more. We don't need, we don't need more prostate cancer, but we need more men with that initiative. Yeah. You know, I just felt like I had um, no choice. It, it, it got me and I wasn't going to just take that um, laying down, I guess. Um, so, you know, I tagged myself, got out there, uh, started, you know, found zero, um, cancer.org. Uh, I've been fundraising with them, uh, raising awareness, you know, lobbying Congress, um, whatever I can do. Because like I've said, you know, so many times, it's, it's something that most men never think about. I don't even know if most men know what their prostate does. <laughs> but yeah, we've, it is. we've, we've uh, experienced that. It's, yeah. it's actually, we, we kind of notice that a lot of people just think it's there to get cancer. Yeah. And that it doesn't really have a function, but it, it's a huge part of like men's sexual health. It's just the, the little walnut is like the, the essence of our masculinity to a degree. The, the unsung yeah. hero, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all, well, uh, you know, love the, um, outside bits. Um, but that, that, uh, little walnut is, uh, is pretty important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, th I think it's a great mission you're, uh, you're taking on here, Mike. And, you know, we're, ha we're new to it, but we're happy we can join you. And uh, Cancer Warrior Mike, really appreciate having you on. This was a great interview. Thank you for shining light on these topics that men know are there, but may not want to embrace them. And, right. uh, you know, maybe we just need to put out more, uh, more facts, more demographics, get people aware that this is a real thing, you know, and, and you're a, a real life person that not only was diagnosed, but took the action to become diagnosed, you know, actually get checked, survive and thrive. And that's all, that's all we need in, in this fight because that wakes up one person and it multiplies. And we're just so, we're so blessed to have that. We're happy to give you the platform and uh, we hope to have you on again sometime. This was great. Absolutely. Yeah, anytime, uh, you know, it's become a mission. So yeah. uh, anytime you want to talk again. Yeah, keep us posted on what you're doing. We'll we'll fire it out there for you and, and support you in any way. Like we're here to support guys, you know, getting healthier and just being 
more active, more aware in their own health. Yep. Fantastic. Everyone, this was Mike Natal, Cancer Warrior Mike. We're going to put the links down below for that and zerocancer.org. This was Men's Health Unscripted. Always grateful for these kind of interviews. Mike, it was a wonderful time. We hope to see you soon, okay? Enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye -bye.